Welcome back to the Marine Corps Movie Minute, where we discuss the movies of the Marine Corps one minute at a time. I'm Brian. I'm Jack. And I'm John from Dirty Harry Minute. Thanks for having me back, guys. Thanks for coming back, John. Well, we've reached Minute 110. It begins with Major Powers trying to get some pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> and it ends with Recon out on patrol. So, John, welcome back. Thanks for having me, guys. I was thinking in the... um. Uh, between episodes that I'm very privileged to be on this podcast because I come from a country that I don't think even has a Marine Corps. Yeah, I know nothing about you, what you guys do, so I love hearing you guys explain it and watch movies about it. Yeah, most times we don't know what we do either. Right, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, w- I didn't know that if, if Australia did or not because I know, like like I've mentioned on the pod before about uh, rooming with some Royal Marines for the night and Perry's party with some over in Norway. So <laughs> yeah, those guys are, yeah, they're, they're pretty cool. Yeah. You know, it just, it just kind of dawned on me that, you know, between like countries, we're, we're kind of like, um, let's say stepbrothers or half brothers. Yeah. Cousins once removed. Yeah. You, know, you got, you got England and daddy's other just seeding everybody. And then, yeah i got a i got a half brother on the other continent on the southern <laughs> other part of the globe never thought of it in those terms <laughs> well, yeah. we have the best of both worlds australia and new zealand but you know sometimes we'll definitely say pants instead of trousers but we'll say <laughs> truck instead of lorry you know we say mobile instead of cell phone so we get the best of each culture there you go, man. Do you say math or mats? Uh, maths, plural, maths. maths. Plural, you know yeah. why? Because it's the study of mathematics. So ah, <laughs> I always wondered that. We, we, we just always abbreviate everything, math. <laughs> yeah, we only learned just one, barely. Yeah, one math. Two plus two equals five, apparently, now. So, <laughs> Comic core. Well, John, you know what? Uh, you know, you mentioned not having, a, you're not sure if you have a Marine Corps, and and just kind of learning about the Marines and and you know through movies and stuff. So, actually, I meant to ask you this last minute. Like, what is your history with this movie? I know you've mentioned a little bit with your dad, like in the movie, which was a similar thing with me. Like, my dad liked the movie. Yep. So I was just curious, what's your 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 background with the movie itself? It all came through my deep dive into Clint Eastwood um, in year ten in '97 or '98. I was in a class called Film and TV Studies, and our mm. our teacher showed us one movie per decade. And for the seventies, whatever reason, he showed the R-rated movie Dirty Harry, which That's triggered awesome. everything off. Yeah, um, I think for the fifties it was Singing in the Rain, the sixties the Shivago, and nineteen seventies was Dirty Harry. I love the movie. Asked the teacher if I could take the VHS tape back home. I did, and then it was just. Going to my video store, taking out every Clint Eastwood movie I could find, and Heartbreak Ridge was one of the first, one of those first, and I loved it. Yeah, nice, nice. So let me just ask you. Uh, obviously, Dirty Harry is a, a, a big one, and we're happy to have you here on Heartbreak Ridge. What would be your, like, let's say, your top five Clint Eastwood movies? That is. All right. Well, obviously, Unforgiven. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, probably number one, I'd say it's the movie I watch at least you know two or three times a year without fail. Um, mm-hmm. What else? A go-to is actually Kelly's Heroes. Have you seen oh, that? Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Yep. I yeah. Love yeah. It's not even really that much of an Eastwood film. Obviously, he's the main, one of the main stars. Um, Tightrope is another one I watch, um, which has banana titties in it, as I said in the previous episode. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And that's a great movie. That that's like the lost Dirty Harry sequel that never was. Like it shits all over sudden impact and um Deadpool. If Dirty Harry made his way to, you know, the big easy, whatever it's called in Louisiana, and he had a family, yep. divorced family, that would be a great sequel. So those are my top three. The other ones are good, bad, the ugly, I suppose. Um yeah. yeah. What about you, Brian? What what, what are your favorites apart from Heartbreak Ridge? Yeah, Heartbreak Ridge is of course it's on the list. It's an easy one. Uh, um I'm big fan of the first Dirty Harry. Uh I had a girlfriend oh, in high school that bought me the VHS tape of that because she knew I liked Clint Eastwood so much. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Any which way you can. The with the Clyde the Orangutan, the second the one. Sequel. I, yeah, the sequel. Mm. The sequel's by far the better one. I love that movie. Josie Wales. I love Josie Wales. Oh, of course. As much as I love The Unforgiven, and I, it probably makes the list uh, because it's so good. It's, it's, I love, there's something about Outlaw Jersey Wales. It's, it's kind of long, but man, he's just so awesome in that movie. I think it's interesting the ones you've selected because they're all over. That's right. But they all involve like a group of misfits that Clint's around, like in Outlaw Josie Wales, he's got the Indian chief, Sandra Locke, and, and the, uh, the dog that follows him around. In Heartbreak Ridge, you've got this motley crew of um, misfits, as you said, Bad News Bears, that he's training. <laughs> and maybe more than the first orangutan movie, you know, you've got the yeah. those bikey weirdos and the, his orangutan, of course, and his crazy mum and stuff. So I think I know which Eastwood movies you like, where he's sort of presiding over these <laughs> this weird collection of weirdos. That, you know, that's so funny because it is an eclectic group of uh, of movies. You know, they're kind of, you know, one's a comedy, one's a, you know, war film, one's a Western. You're right, but I never made that connection, but that's an, it's 100% true. They, they're they all misfits and stuff in there. So, huh. yeah. Yeah, I'm so killing myself I didn't pick, uh, yep, oh no, I didn't say the fourth and fifth, did I? Outlaw Josie Wales is, is up there. Learning a little something about myself on this podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there, honestly, to me, there's, I mean, there's, there's so many good ones. I like, I even like in the line of fire. I, w- I don't know if I put it in the top five, but it's, there, there's just so many different good Clint Eastwood films, in my opinion. So too many to name <laughs> to, to give it a, that's, a, that's, that's one of the best, um, that's one of the best Harry, you know, and, and antagonist like John Malkovich is just the perfect foil for Eastwood, Andy Robinson and Dirty Harry. Um, I don't know if Stitch Jones versus Gunny Highway is one of the all-time <laughs> classics, but it's pretty funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that it's it's almost like he's got two in this one because he's got Stitch Jones, kind of like a thorn in his side, but mm-hmm. but but Major Powers is just he's just an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um, Scorpio though. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ever McGill could play a good serial killer. I think he was the bad guy in Under Siege Two with um. Uh, what's his name? Steven Seagal, and he was he was he played like a he played like All a right. like a Navy SEAL kind of type character, you know, mercenary. That's right. They did make a second one. Yeah, it was on a train with um oh, Catherine Ka- Catherine Heigl as uh, Steven Seagal's niece. Oh yeah, she would have been pretty young. Well, mm-hmm. fourteen, fifteen years old. She was very young in that movie. Yeah. I didn't know who she was until I was older, and I was like, wait a minute, that's the girl from... <laughs> yeah, all right, well, anyway, so what do you say we guys get into this minute? You guys want to talk about it? Absolutely. Do it now. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, Major Powers is continuing to blow off Gunny, saying all this information's already been factored in. About Basically, we're talking about that these were Cuban regulars with uh, Russian rifles. That's already been factored in. He's taking his pictures. He's... Yeah. um. 
You know, he's on assignment for J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> they stop right in front of this sign for St. George's, uh, St. George's uh, me- Medical School upcoming events. We got the uh, student election coming up and a junior senior banquet. So ironically, they're holding elections at the school, but not in the country of Grenada at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Example. And what about Miss Banana? Miss Banana Titties, could she have relied upon your vote in the election? Do you reckon she was up for president? She's she's got my vote. (laughs) (laughs) One up. (laughs) We get a salute. So. (laughs) Can you have a cigarette? Yeah, <laughs> they're all. Yeah, yeah. I wonder why they're having a cigarette. Actually, but, um, a smoke break. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was someday I was gonna uh, notice while these two are talking back there. Forgetty's back there, just like completely. Like said he's smoking, leaning against the sign. That dude's had a rough couple minutes earlier. Yeah. <laughs> he shot that skeleton. He almost killed Gunny. He's just that dude. <laughs> that dude needs a minute to just compose himself. Yeah. <laughs> was he singing about? Smoking a cig in the bionic in the song in the shower was that his yes, line? Yes, he was. A cig. Yeah. Ain't no time to smoke a cig. Yeah, and he and he does the motion too. Yeah, he he really Let's got kick into off the cigarette. Song. Yeah, kick there you off go. Cigarette. I had to pay yeah. later in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Now he's yeah. Now he's got time. Gunny Gunny <laughs> actually let him have have a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, you know what I've noticed as we're going through this this movie, there's a lot of stuff that gets referenced in lines and dialogue that were actually set up a lot earlier that, you know, I never noticed just watching the movie for, for a lark or watching the movie as I'm like cleaning the house or doing something like that when it's just on. I think it's quite surprising because by all accounts, the script was, had a lot of versions of it. Did you read the background? They had to bring in the, the writer of Bronco Billy to add some comedy and Clint still wasn't satisfied. So he had to bring further writers in. Yeah, so it's quite surprising a lot of these things pay off. Um, it's a bit of a slapdash way the script was put together by all report, reports, made very quickly. I knew, I knew they, you know, they had to make some changes for sure, and there was some stuff about them not being satisfied. I did not realize that the scriptwriter was from Bronco Billy, or at least one of them. And I think he, he, his, his task was to add comedy. I think, which by all accounts, he succeeded. Yeah, because this movie is really funny at times. Uh, I, it's some of the the humor is a dry more of a dry sense of humor yeah. uh, with yeah. looks and just, you know, dialogue. But honestly, Bronco Billy is not a funny movie. So he's not the guy I would have gone to. <laughs> Bronco Billy. Is like, yeah. It's not, a, I mean, Bronco it's meant, not funny. Yeah. It's not meant to, I mean, it's supposed to be a comedy. It's not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these guys are back going back and forth. And we, of course we get Chuzu, who's fast becoming my favorite character of the, uh, uh, of the movie. Yeah. He's cool. Uh, he said, uh, it's battalion. Go ahead. You know, Big Daddy <laughs> says, get off your ass and get back in the war. His words, sir. No, get off your fat ass. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, that's, oh, that's so funny because he does say fat ass, but that damn thing lied to me again. I'm looking at the, that website where I found that has the, um, uh, not, not the script, but what is it called? The, uh, subtitles. And yes. it says, mm-hmm. yeah, get off your fat ass. Or thank you, Perry. That is correct. His words, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like too. He goes. He wants you to recon that hill, and he points to it, and they both look like the hill's just right there. Yeah. <laughs> he says some. He goes. He says one of our fly fly boys this awesome armor. <laughs> I love the fact that he called him a fly fly boy. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't call us something like. Even though we weren't, any, we didn't have anything to do with the actual 
um, you know, oh, well, they had a name for us. You know, they yeah. did. <laughs> it would fly, fly. Well, <laughs> I had a buddy that was in, um, uh, he was a mortarman. And so he used to tease me that I was a pogue all the time, but I'm like, we're cool pogues, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were. What's cool the pogues. funniest code names you guys ever heard, like in an exercise? Big Daddy sounds pretty lame. Did you have any any real funny code names for any um, officers or anything? No, we, well, uh, we no, never had any. Not official ones. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, right, um, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought Big Daddy was that. That sounded a little funny. Uh, our kind of exercises weren't really like that. They were more messages and setting up our our stuff to make right. sure our communications could work. <laughs> you know that type of thing. <laughs> yeah, and I'm trying to now. I'm trying to think too of, of of any I may have made of may have come across at some point. But yeah, nothing comes to mind. No, I've got a lot of questions about this minute, guys. Go, Go ahead, for man. it. We're here to illuminate. <laughs> First of all, just your gut reaction, Major Power's reaction, like his response to what Chuzu says. How do you read that? Is he thinking, oh, yeah, I'm actually in the military. I've got to get back to work. Like he sort of looks crestfallen. Like, uh. Yeah, yeah. Or he feels like he's been told off. I think a little bit of both, actually, because I, I had a note about that. Gunny smirks. Clint Eastwood smirks when he says, yeah, get your fat ass and get back into war. But Powers seems like he, his feelings were hurt. That's what I wrote. Like, like <laughs> yeah, it, it's not. It's not like really exaggerated. It's subtle, but he does kind of put his head down for a quick second. And yeah, I mean, he's just there wanting to take pictures. And you know, all right. So I was watching Band of Brothers. Have you ever seen Band of Brothers, John? I have. Yes, not for a while, but yes, great, great writing. Yeah, yeah, awesome movie uh, or TV show. Was was showing my son this, and, and this was the um, Bastogne and in, in the and the Battle of the Bulge time when they're getting shelled in the woods, and there was that one. I forget who who their who their company commander was at the time, but he kept disappearing, and they had a they called him Foxhole something because I forget whatever his <laughs> the character's name was because he, he was very. Yeah, he kept disappearing. He'd be like, oh, I got to go to division and I got to go do this. And he would always have somebody else take care of things or I'm going back to yeah. division for help, you know, that type of thing. And he was never in, involved and, in, you know, and he was ineffective when he actually had to go and actually, you know, do something because he was always just trying to basically get out of doing something. And I kind of feel like Powers is like that because he's, he's sending, you know, I want recon to go up and recon that hill. And he's, he's yeah. too worried about pictures. Um, and he says, well, don't move without me because he wants the glory is what I say, you know, is what I think. So when he's getting yelled at for sitting on his ass, basically, um, yeah, I, I think he took, takes that a little personal. And I think he's also like, oh, shit. Yeah, I actually have to do Marine shit right now <laughs> and not just take <laughs> pictures. What else you got for us? Would you guys have liked to have seen a bit of a more, a more active role for Major Powers in the movie as like an antagonist or like a serious antagonist? Like, uh, if like I mean, he could he could literally like tell like tell Aggie that, it, that Gunny had oh like get in the way betray him or something like that. Oh, that would have been yeah. a good foil because like he would try to be dating. Well, I don't know about dating Aggie though. Or oh. <laughs> something a bit like <laughs> make him a bit more like Captain Harris in Police Academy. Or make give him a bit I don't know, a real antagonist eastward, eastward, you know, really threatening to throw him out ahead of retirement or something. I don't know. I don't really get a sense of Power's role being written that well. I don't know. I think his role is supposed to, is supposed to be that, but there are bits of the of this movie where he just kind of disappears for a while. 
especially yeah. early on. It like, so we, we meet him, Gunny meets him and he realizes what a jerk he is. But other than that, it's just like, he just has a jerk boss. And then we don't see him again. I think until the exercise where they do the, the miles gear, like he just kind of is gone for a while. And because well, you know we're focusing more on Gunny and the recon Marines and their and their dynamic, uh, and then he just kind of pops in and out here and there, uh, you know, threatening Clint or just like here he's just like they're they they you could tell they don't like each other, but they're just kind of standing around working together. You know, he, he's he's like, has that already been factored in, sir? And he's like, move out. <laughs> like you could hear the animosity between them and the disrespect on both parts, but nothing beyond just that like i don't like you you don't like me type situation so i think if this movie were made today first off i think the fight scene in the pit would have been more epic mm-hmm. it would have made sure that would have happened I, I and you know what you guys were talking about you can't kind of came up with the idea of aggie and him and, and trying to sabotage that i could see instead yeah. of roy jennings it would be she's dating major powers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if that today, yeah. so he's trying to, or she, or he's trying to date Aggie. Or as I once previously mentioned, that Perry basically got a you know a cavity from how stupid this sounded. That <laughs> we would find out that Clint Eastwood or Gunny Highway and Major Powers were half brothers, and everything that's gone wrong in his life has been ma- the design of Major Powers. It was me, oh, Gunny. <laughs> <laughs> like a kite floating in the wind. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm telling uh, you, man, they would have been half brothers. <laughs> uh, Speaking of half brothers, you know, we're calling, we're calling it back. <laughs> also, I think, I think Major Powers would have had more to do at the end. Either you know what? I, you know how they kind of get into trouble with when Lieutenant Ring sends them. Uh, they don't listen to Gunny. Lieutenant Ring leads the men into a potentially dangerous situation of getting them all killed when the armor shows up. I think Major Powers would have been more proactive in sending them in with bad intel into that situation if that was, again, where he would be more. Try to get Marines killed? Well, no, no, like- not, not try. It would highlight. See, also right now here is he's it's the it's the battalion CO that's sending them up to go recon that hill. Yeah, it's because not- Gun, well, you know, so Gunny Gunny told him he's like, hey, look, I saw some other stuff. I mean, we I think we're not done here. Major Powers is like, yeah, no, we're done. Click, 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 and then the yeah. boss gets on the phone and says, hey, get back in the war. You're not done here. So it's like yeah, he just he's been told on both sides. You're 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 fucking slacking off. Yeah, but I, I, I was going to say, I think, though, if it was if to make him more of a protagonist, he mm. would have sent them up there saying, oh, there's light resistance. There's no arm. You know, like we don't just go uh, on up there. And then they, he would have yeah. sent them not knowing it would show his ineffectiveness. He, he would send them on a suicide mission, basically, yeah. thinking it was just, yeah, it was just. Eating, Charged eating. Tank. <laughs> yeah. So that, that could have been a way to to show his ineffectiveness and, and also his like basically hatred of Gunny and, you know, yeah. or, or not hatred. Cause that really wouldn't be hatred. I guess at that point it would just be, he's just not a good Marine. Yeah. He's just <laughs> a shit leader. <laughs> what he says is he says, he says recon that hill, but wait for Foxtrot company before launching any, res- any assault. Yeah. Stay in contact. So, yeah. Okay. So if you see anything, don't, don't start a firefight before you, can you explain that a bit more? Is there such a thing as bad intelligence if you're just going to mm. recon? Isn't that what recon does? Why is, yeah, why is like, Highway's reaction? Isn't Highway a bit over the 
it, does he just resent the order being relayed to him from uh, powers when he's just heard it come across the radio? So, mm. so yeah, so the idea that like the sending him up there, I think it's insulting for him to say, you know, like bad intelligence for for like the recon unit to send back bad intelligence is if they're only going to report mm. back what they see. Like there's a very specific format of how they report back uh, troop composition, their attitude, like any other information that they can come up with. Like if there's any like unit patches, size, okay. what kind of what they're armed with, how how they're equipped. Are they, you know, are they, do they, do they look tired, wore out and beat the fuck up? Well, you know, that's different than you going up there and it's all a bunch of, you know, Mr. Olympia, all of them carrying like heavy weapons and, and, you know, bloodthirsty look in their eye. Like it's a different, those, those things kind of tend to matter when you were reporting back the, the, the composition of enemy forces. So I think it'd be insulting for major powers to have to reiterate back to Gunny to re, you know like mm. give us good info <laughs> but I, and i can see how that would piss him off um, i think it's a little dig want, too that that yeah. you know that he kind of gunny gave him intel he blew him off and so that's yeah. already been factored in so he's like uh, okay. oh do i send this back or is it already been factored in like basically i'm you know you blew me off the first time what makes you think you're going to listen um, to the second time yeah. and i still i still argue that the reason he doesn't want Gunny to proceed any further is not because Powers wants to have a hand in taking that hill if that's what they end up doing. Foxtrot is going to get the glory. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I understood that bit, but I didn't realize that he was sort of just angry. It's like, I just gave you the information you needed, but it came in from the headshed. So, yeah. <laughs> me, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's how I took it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like you said, I think I mentioned the fly fly. That, that, I think that's funny. <laughs> I'm unlike you. I, I really, the more I watch this movie, the more I'm enamored with Chuzu <laughs> and um, just his line, you're too ugly to live forever. Um, yeah. Cause he said you're full right. of good news. Yeah. Oh, you're full of good news. <laughs> when he mentions the armor, you're too ugly to live forever. <laughs> That's now, such I, a great line. It sounds like it almost sounds like it's from literature or something. You know, it's, it's too, it's too good to be just Chuzu's come up with it, but he's, he's really great. And you know, he's verbal, his verbal dexterity or whatever is just as good, if not better, than than Highway's during the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I say he comes up with some gems that even Highway doesn't come up with. It, it, it's just nobody talks like that in real life. <laughs> so I'm enamored with his his wordsmithing that he does. When when I first you know when we first started the the podcast and I was talking about why the Marines themselves don't. Uh, the kind of pulled back from their support of this movie and why some Marines don't mm-hmm. like this. And I was saying that a lot of the staff and CEOs besides uh, Clint Eastwood are kiss asses. And I used to lump Chuzu into that uh, category because of spe- specifically of his line early on when he says about major powers, an unappreciated field of endeavor, sir. <laughs> and I thought he was, I'm yeah. like, why would he say that? And, you know, Perry, I thought brought made the good point that, it sounds like he was being sarcastic when he said it, hmm. just kind of, you know, or maybe being a little political or whatever. But as this movie goes on, I notice he is by far not a kiss ass. He tells, hmm. you know, he tells Major Powers that wouldn't be fair. I can't do that. Yeah. Um, he's always got these sideway looks like, Jesus, did you just see that? You know, he's he, and he's, you know, just stuff like that. Get on your fat ass, his words, sir. But, you know, obviously. <laughs> He he could have censored himself. He didn't have to repeat exactly what Battalion CEO said. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Chuzu is 
one of my favorite characters at this point, just because of of the things he says. Now, now, now to get what you were saying, John, about you're too ugly to live forever, and it sounds kind of poetic or something like that. Yeah. So there's this, there was a Marine named uh, Dan Daly, and he's won the Congressional Medal. Of, well, she's here I go saying the Congressional Medal of Honor again. There's no <laughs> such thing. It's the Medal of Honor. Dan Daly won the Medal of Honor twice, and he probably would have won it a third time. So mm-hmm. I think he won it in the first one, and I'm not going to look it up, but it's, I think, during the Boxer Rebellion when he was, they were fighting the Chinese and when he was young. And then he was, now he was, you know, here he is, much older and um, higher ranking, uh, might have been even a sergeant major by this point. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But he's in Bella Woods in um, uh, World War I. And they and this is where the Marines got the uh, nickname Devil Dog, Tufelhunden. They were they were ordered an ill-advised direct assault in Bella Woods on the German line. Mm-hmm. I think they were I don't even think they had a lot of ammo. There was a ton of hand-to-hand uh, fighting and bayonet fighting and all that good stuff. Well, Dan Daly's proclamation to his uh, to his men were, "Come on, you sons of bitches, you want to live forever?" So <laughs> there he goes. So that to me, you're too ugly to live forever. Kind of similar, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I've I've been saying right along. I think somebody needs to make a movie either about Bella Wood or about Dan Daly, and then the, the like the climax, the the end that you know the third act where the end battle could be that Bella Woods and that the proclamation and that battle. I think it would be epic as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see that. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, Google that after um, we've finished recording battle i was just going to ask do you guys know anyone that's been awarded the medal of honor or when you were in the service no. did you was anyone there no, no uh, I've, never, I've never met anybody in person uh i take that back i did i'll, I'll just edit what i just said because that didn't make any sense no i've never met yeah. anybody <laughs> period <In the flesh>. <laughs> <laughs> right i've only seen tv yeah. <laughs> It, as a Marine, if you were to see a Marine, a living Marine with a uh, with a Congressional Medal of Honor or a Medal of Honor on their uh, uh, chest, or they earned, you'd almost so. be obligated. Yeah, you'd almost be obligated just to give them a hand job instead of a handshake. Well, I would say I feel like most of them uh, kind of basically retire or, or or leave the service after they after they win it because a lot of times. They're injured. You know, they, they take, yeah, this, they, 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 out of them. they earned that fucking little ribbon. I could be wrong. I mean, I'm sure there's been plenty within history that have, um, stayed in. Uh, but it just feel like that, that most people, if they, or they, when they get it, they've already been out because it takes a while to, for that yeah. process to, um, to go through. Yeah. I mean, you know? Honestly, I can't think of anybody, even like the, the Dakota Meyer and the, um, the other one, the other Marine, I just uh, mentioned him not that long ago too, and I can't think yeah, of his name. Yeah, and I think they were both out when they were awarded theirs. Yeah, I think that's yeah, pretty common. Now, granted, I mean, like I said, they, I think they were both pretty injured too, though, right? Or at least the the Dakota guy that was Dakota. I think got got was pretty beat up, but he wasn't as bad as the other guy. And yeah. man, I wish I remember his name, man. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. they you, you typically they <laughs> it's it's bad juju. You you go you you've mm-hmm. earned that. You've earned that respect, and then you know the irony is that you don't get to enjoy it while you're in the service. Do you guys like bad American accents by foreigners? It doesn't usually bother me too much. Because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly, most there's so many different accents in the United States that most of the time, uh, unless it's really, really, really bad, where it just doesn't sound American at all. 
I'm really even All right. Not. I'm going to read I'm going to read what's on the back of one of the VHS copies of Heartbreak Ridge. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> a last hurrah for a combat veteran who won the Medal of Honor when he was a kid and has been trying to lose it ever since. <laughs> He's trying to lose <laughs> it. <Do> you... <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a prelude to my question when you when you have such an honor bestowed upon you, I wonder if it changes um like you said, you're more likely it's bad juju you get out of the force, but would it change you? You either feel, you know, too proud, it makes you really arrogant, or the opposite, you feel, oh, I didn't earn this. And uh, uh, Most of the time it comes to the second. From what I've heard yeah. from, from the stories that that uh, of the, the people that have survived to, to, to uh, receive that medal, most of the time they don't feel like they deserved it, like they felt like their buddies that they lost in combat were the ones that really earned it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you'll see a lot of times, like, a hundred guys did exactly the same. They'll say something like this, like, hey, every guy I serve with or everybody, you know, at the time that I received this, you know, award or, you know, for whatever they were being on, you know, you know when they earned it, other guys were doing just as heroic stuff as the, what they'll say. And 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 I I mean I can't speak for anybody who's won it because I've never done anything even remotely close to, <laughs> to, to, to but there could be a little bit of survivor's guilt too you know yeah so yeah, when Gunny's in the, your brothers, remember when so. Gunny's remember when Gunny's in prison and he's sort of going I will kill you I will honor you was see you can yeah. beat me you can you can that was weird st- what he said you can beat me you can stab me. You can even kill me. Yeah. Just don't bore me. Bore me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, I think Gunny's a little bit of an older, uh, older age adrenaline junkie. You know, obviously he, he's kind of a drunk and I think he's, well, he's not a drunk, but I think he gets mean when he's a drunk. He's looking for a, a fight. Now, yeah. granted in that situation though, he had just had a big blow up with Aggie and he was probably at his lowest. And so he was drinking and somebody probably pushed him too far. Yeah, and, uh, and he was not gonna. He wasn't thinking in his right mind at that point. So yeah, yeah. Somebody probably call him a jarhead motherfucker, and he's just right. Crack. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Like like that jerk in the jail cell who's like, I don't like jarheads. You know, I don't like soldier boys. He said too, or whatever. So, um, yeah. You know, after the recon moves out, I was noticing right before that, or when they were told to move out. You know, we see we get a shot of all the uh, students being. Driven out of the five ton, and where you hear, "Hey, Marines!" Hey, you know they're all cheering them. I was laughing though, because I'm like, "Man, I wonder how many of those students actually survived the five ton five ton trip back." Because you know those things bounce you around, and you fly. Yeah. There's no cover, you know. I mean, I'm how many they actually got them off the the ships and on the land before? Yeah, before now, <laughs> and, and that they actually ran. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We had a five ton in our unit that we were responsible for, and that thing was never, it never worked well. <laughs> it was probably the same ones in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Busted rust on it 10 years wow. later. I was just thinking about that the other day. Uh, they, It's like, hey, it's July. It's 100 degrees out. It's 99% humidity. Hey, go take the five ton in the, out and bust some rust on it. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have anything else better we could be doing right now, and can't we do that in the winter when it's not like so hot? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks. I never had to. I never had to do that shit. I was always busy doing important marine stuff. Yeah, sure you were. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just didn't piss anybody off. Well, uh, also that. 
I got a picture of um, Big Jim and myself out there busting some rust on one of those days, and we're we made sure to always drive it over towards the uh, seven day store so we could all get a drink after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I miss those days sometimes. I always thought it was funny was all these civilians like, yeah, I want to get me a Hummer. I'm like, why the fuck would you ever want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> like, have you ever ridden one? I went, no, but they look awesome. Fuck those things. <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're, they're not comfortable. <laughs> no. Uh, fuck no. After they move the five ton out, we just basically get a um, shot of uh, recon heading up a hill, basically on patrol. The recon in that hill, as they were instructed or ordered. I noticed kind of punched up. Somebody uh, got through to Forgetti, and he's got good trigger discipline. I noticed that too. Yes. So so does Gunny Highway. Yeah. But then you find, let's see, uh, Collins, no. <laughs> Ponte, no. no. Dead. Pretty sure Dead. if I check stick, uh, Stitch, no. Probably. Who taught these actors how to hold their tr- uh, weapon? <laughs> yeah. Oh, does Gunny does Gunny have a does Gunny have a tattoo or a bruise on his hand? His right hand? What is that? I, you know what? I think that's some of the um, uh, camouflage. I think. It's, oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's 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 meant to because even uh, Major Powers, if you look, he's got it all over his hands too. Um, Profile's holding his weapon upside down. Is he? Yeah, he's standing by the side. His weapon, the magazine's pointing straight up. I thought he was getting pretty good at this stuff. No, he's and they're, when they're standing by the sign. I'm sorry, and I hate to interrupt, but I wanted to call it out before I forgot. There, <laughs> you see him in the background, and you see the magazine oh, just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dumb shit. What are you doing? But like I, I, I wouldn't even know how to hold a weapon like that. He's still thinking about that girl that kissed him four times. I guess so, man. Guys had all <laughs> kinds of a mess. You know what? Though we failed to to bring up a funny line. Now that I think about it, uh, after <laughs> after wedding the wedding bell blues, yeah, wedding bell blues. That's exactly. Yeah. What. <laughs> I think, what does he say? I think he's got the hots for you, or, or... watch your back. Yeah, yeah watch your Do you back. Think Stitch- you think Stitch has got a blues song all ready to go, a little rap to go along with that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, blues, yeah. that, that's going to be on Recon Records. That's going to be uh, the, on the B side, I think. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the, a lot of the, a lot of the gay innuendo homophobia in this movie. I mean, for the most part, you know, it's a different era. I understand it makes me cringe, but um, yeah. I love the earlier line: "Give up the booty bullshit, Jail." You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's there's a few lines that are are like you say like cringeworthy and you're like all right that was made today wouldn't be mm. in the film no they would have had that yeah no they would have the screenwriter would have been executed even if it was if if it's period appropriate it just would not be uttered and that's fine but something like that like the whole like watch your back or get, you know I don't play any of this jail give up the booty stuff <laughs> the stuff about you know oh it was a girl gunny oh is he cute. Like that stuff is like the harmless stuff that guys joke around, especially in the military. Yeah. So I don't like, and of course everybody makes the joke about don't drop the soap in jail. So like, I don't think those are, should be lumped in with the more homophobic slurs that get uttered in this, in this movie. But there, trust me, there are still plenty of scenes where you go, "Eh, we don't, we don't bring them up on this show. (laughs) Yeah. It's just for me. It's just don't repeat it. As far as like 
what Forgetti's like nickname really is. Uh, <laughs> like I, I will, I don't call him that. I call him Forgetti every time, you know, that type of thing. So like, but that would be considered more on the inappropriate side or the whole stuff with, with when, when Gunny and Roy Jennings were having their little back and forth, that was that, you know, that was the type of thing that's like, yeah, that's, that's, that's cringeworthy, uh, especially with 2020, you know, vision and, and, you know, hindsight, it's, 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 it's a bad look, but, the give up the booty is a funny line. The, the, the you know, wedding bell blues, because even, even if you don't even look at, at that as a, like a homosexual reference, that's just two people that don't get along. And it's like, it's like now it's, um, what is that show with uh civil shepherd and Bruce? It's like, um, moonlighting moonlight. Yeah. It's like a moonlighting. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they're, they're from two, you know, they're two different people, but they, and they hate each other, but they're in love. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the thing is, too, is that you, you, you hear, you know, you got like in regular military, a regular conversation amongst two people that you would think hate each other would die for each other. And it's a hard thing for somebody that's not in the military to understand or get their head wrapped around is that you would hear some just shit batted back and forth between two people that it genuinely like just love each other as brothers or as family. Like it's just. But it's it's just seen differently in the military. Some people that don't live it or haven't lived it don't understand it. You and you just hear some just horrible things, man, come out of somebody's mouth by somebody that that you do anything in the world for, and they do anything in the world for you. It's it's something it's something you gotta you take it and you watch the movie, you know, and that with with that in context, it doesn't it doesn't doesn't really bother me as much. Um, but I understand you know today's society things are viewed differently because. I mean, like there, there's, there's certain words I, w- I don't use anymore because they're just, it's just, it's just, I, I got older yeah, and it just was removed from my, um, my vocabulary. Yeah. So there's some stuff in here where you're like, yeah, you know, it, it really shouldn't be said anymore. But then there's other things where it's like, that's, mm, it's all there's, it's harmless, you know, and there's a difference, but yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole other conversation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, hate when you hear it, like you, when you really legitimately hear it, you're yeah. like, oh yeah, this is, oh, <laughs> this, this isn't good for nobody. Well, I was going to say like, I mean, I don't know if I'll leave this in or not, but I, when I first got out, I met these two guys. One was a Puerto Rican guy, one was a black guy and they were older than me. They were in their forties and you know, here I am just, you know, 23 year old guy or whatever. And they started in on each other and they were saying some racist stuff, you know, <laughs> to each other back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, I mean, some of it was legitimately funny, but they just kept going and going and going. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe, what is this going, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a shy guy. I'm not, (laughs) uh, you know, like I, I've heard plenty of stuff and that I don't think twice of it. And I'm like, oh my God, what is, I can't believe this. Come to find out they were in the military together. They knew each other for 20 years. They, you know, mm. they were like best buddies. And then also come to find out that the Puerto Rican guy was married to a black woman and has black children. Yeah. <laughs> so all this stuff he was saying was just, I mean, they were just doing it to be, to tease each other, you know, yeah. and it was out of love. And I was like, well, I go. And once I realized that they, not, not only were they in the service together, but they were also, you know, like best friends. I was like, there you go. Uh, you know, yeah. they, I, that's why they were doing that. Like this wasn't absolutely leave this in, man. It, it is good for somebody that doesn't know. Yeah. One of them is Puerto Rican. Maybe you heard on set Mario Van Peebles. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. For the best. <laughs> well, um, I don't, I'm kind of tapped out for this minute. Do you guys have anything else 
that we've missed that uh, we want to talk about? I wanted to know, you probably talked about it before, but uh, the soft sort of camouflage hats they have, were they, was that, were oh, they the realistically being used? Yes. Yeah. They are realistic? Okay. Booney, yeah, booney covers, yeah. I don't know how often they would like, legitimately get used, but like recon units, they wear soft covers. I don't know why they would have exchanged those for their other um, other soft cover, which is the, the eight-pointed, looks like the baseball uh. cap. But uh, probably because they're out in the field. Yeah, you I, you don't see them wear the baseball cap type thing out in the field like that. You would either it's this or a helmet, which yeah. I, mean, I understand their their recon. You know, if we were we even to watch a modern movie, you'd see them out in the desert wearing you know those type of things in the desert camis. But like uh, Powers and Webster, they both have their helmets on, but they're not recon. Well, I guess you're right. That that's the recon part of it. I guess maybe it's because it's lighter. My my guess yeah. is the, the movie reason is they it looks cooler. Yeah, I think recon, uh, uh, like you know, when we, when we grew up, like force recon was like the, the marine version of Navy SEALs. Like you're always getting into fights and you engaging the enemy or whatever. I think these guys here were supposed to move fast and not actually be seen. Like they were supposed to, you know, they were capable of be, getting into fights and engaging the enemy, but. Like their whole role was a, a support for the other infantry elements to to go and like you know give the disposition of the enemy and like you know like hey be careful there's a light armor vehicle over here they've got heavy weapons and like they weren't supposed to be seen they were supposed to sneak around and it's kind of hard to sneak around when you got that big ass damn turtle shell on your head yeah that's true as someone not in the military it just looks a little bit wussy if I can say it just doesn't look oh uh, with with, with, the, with the Kevlar. I like it better than the helmet look because I think that looks like like the first time I put my helmet on, I was like, "Oh my god, I look like a freaking idiot." Yeah, yeah, you, you look like you look like a dick. <laughs> it's, it's it's I hated wearing those Kevlar's. I would rather wear a soft cover. Any any I, I, like if I'm gonna get shot in the head, I, I, oh, I'd rather get shot in the head. <laughs> Sorry, that that reminded me of a of a boot camp story. We were out in the field this is before they did the um crucible and it was uh-huh. and it was just ba- it was uh basic warrior training i think he did for like the last couple of weeks of boot camp uh-huh. and so we were out we were about to do some sort of hump and somebody put their helmet on backwards <laughs> and yeah the, the di's lost their shit di's from other platoons were coming over going holy shit <laughs> we got Darth Vader here this motherfucker think he's done <laughs> Tell, say I'm your father. Say I'm your father, and he's like, "I'm your father, sir." Holy <laughs> shit! Look it out. Check it out. Star Vader. Oh my god! <laughs> you're, you're lying, trying not to laugh at this, and this dude's yelling, "I'm your father." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're calling the other DIs over. Look at look at Star Vader. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's some funny shit. Like, how did you manage to get your head in that thing, and then get everything snapped up? Yeah, and you're still. Yeah. <laughs> So stupid. We had, we had a few too. Yeah, they did the same fucking nonsense. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I noticed that whenever I do a DI impression, they all have Southern accents, and none of mine, I think, were Southern. What <laughs> <laughs> say you guys? Do you want to um, give your plugs, John, actually? Well, um, everyone, please check out DirtyHarryMinute.com. Go to DirtyHarryMinute.com. Go check out Dirty Harry uh, Minute Podcast, and then join us all back on Friday. Well, we're just sitting here on our fat asses. We need to get back into podcasting. John's already out there reconning next Friday's episode. 
Mike's on. And um, you all right? <laughs> we didn't lose you. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you hear me? No, you're fine. I just <laughs> – he fell out. He's gone. <laughs> yeah.